I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. We live in a very weird time in the world right now, and combat sports is not exempt from that. The biggest fights in boxing right now seem to be what can only be described as circus fights. Jake and Logan Paul are apparently on a short list of the highest paid boxers. You've got really old former UFC fighters fighting each other. You throw in a handful of well-past middle-aged boxers, a few social media influencers, and this is the sideshow that we're left with. Is that what boxing has become, and will MMA end up going the same route? What kind of circus BJJ matches could we think of, and what would we actually like to see? Well, what I do really like to see is all of these people on Instagram wearing their epic roll rash guards. Matt from Epic Roll is always sharing pictures of people in Epic Roll stuff. So in addition to getting really good grappling apparel, there's a chance that if you tag us and Epic Roll on Instagram, one of us will share your post. And on top of that, you're getting 15% off with the coupon code PODCAST15. This deal just gets better and better. EpicRollBJJ.com and coupon code PODCAST15. Geese, rash guards, shorts, joggers, artwork, coffee mugs, hats, Anything you could ever need for jiu-jitsu, you can find it at EpicRollBJJ.com. And you can take 15% off your order with the coupon code PODCAST15. Give Epic Roll a follow on the gram as well, at EpicRollBJJ. Now, I have some thoughts on this circus and some of these matchups. This might be a shorter episode because the more I talk about it, the more upset I get. But welcome to That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. So obviously the biggest reason we're talking about this is the fight that happened last weekend between Evander Holyfield and Vitor Belfort. Uh, The biggest player in these circus fights is Triller. That's who did the fight between Holyfield and Belfort. And last weekend's card, it was supposed to be Oscar De La Hoya versus Vitor Belfort. For some reason, that fight by itself is weird and I don't know why we needed to see it. But De La Hoya got COVID. So then they switched to Belfort versus Holyfield. Again, for some reason. But California wouldn't license it. So now they moved the fight to Florida. And just if you're going through so many hoops just because one of the participants in the fight is so old, the state won't license him. Maybe that should give you pause before it even gets going. Holyfield was actually barred from competition in New York State 17 years ago in 2004, and they cited declining skill and ability, and California wouldn't license it. So good job, California and New York, because we saw what happened. Right away when the fight was announced, everyone was like taken aback, I guess, and then Holyfield's media workout was released, and people were immediately rightfully concerned about how he looked. He looked like a 58-year-old guy hitting pads, and it was pretty obvious to everyone watching what was probably going to happen in the fight. So it was weird to start with. It was a strange fight, a strange event, and strange circumstances. And then they announced that former President Donald Trump was going to be doing commentary. We're not going to get into the politics here. We're not a political show, and we should be a break from constantly being pounded with politics and terrible news all the time so whether you think trump is a traitorous insidious dictator wannabe 
who is tearing at the fabric of democracy for his own gain, or, you know, I don't know, you think he's swell? He was there, and it was weird. I had an argument with someone on Instagram when I posted a meme about how it being weird that he was going to be there, that they said it wasn't weird that a former president of the United States would be doing commentary for a boxing match between a 44-year-old MMA fighter and a 58-year-old boxer on the 20th anniversary of September 11th. That was totally normal. That's a hard disagree for me. Super weird. Super unnecessary. So the fight went exactly as I think everyone thought that it would go. Vitor Belfort swarmed Holyfield, put him down a couple times, the ref jumped in and saved him, and yes, Evander Holyfield protested and said that it was a quick stoppage, but it wasn't. He had no business being in there, and I just don't understand who was this fight for? Who wanted to see this? Who was the main audience and why would they want to see this? Why would anyone want to see a 58-year-old Evander Holyfield fighting a juiced-up Vitor Belfort who's 14 years younger than him? Like, I just don't understand what the point was. I mean, aside from Triller thought that they were going to make a lot of money and they wanted to salvage their event as opposed to canceling it outright once Oscar De La Hoya got COVID, but... You also had on this card, you had Tito Ortiz versus Anderson Silva, which again is a fight that I don't think anyone really needed or was clamoring for, but at least it was two guys similar in age. One isn't super, super old and hasn't been able to get a license in 17 years, but you could have just moved that fight to the main event. I don't know why we needed to bring in Evander Holyfield I know I saw people commenting that maybe if Holyfield had managed his money a little bit better that he wouldn't have to take a fight like this for the money. But again, like that's why athletic commissions exist, to protect fighters from themselves. Every fighter is going to want to fight, and it's the athletic commission's job to not license it. And that's what California did. That's what New York did back in 2004. And no rules in Florida, I guess. Florida, you just do whatever you want. I mentioned the Silva versus Ortiz fight, and I think the whole MMA world as a whole was very happy with the result. Anderson Silva knocked Tito Ortiz the fuck out. It was really a weird clip. Tito Ortiz was throwing these like punches in the loosest term. He were like throwing these very light little hooks against Anderson Silva, who was in the corner, and Anderson just unloaded him and put him down, and Tito was asleep on his face on the canvas. I don't know when the tipping point happened in Tito Ortiz's life when everyone was happy to see him knocked out. At one point, he was probably the biggest star in the UFC, and now we're all celebrating and sharing the video of him getting knocked out by Anderson Silva. I don't know if it's everyone loves Anderson Silva and kind of dislikes Tito Ortiz. I get the sense that it was more everyone hates Tito Ortiz, but I was happy to see the fight go the way it did. Anderson Silva is having a good time in boxing. I don't think that his UFC career really ended the way that was satisfying to him or to us, the fans. So I'm happy to see him having fun in boxing. But we're going to get to it in a minute. The fact that Anderson Silva's name is being mentioned as a potential opponent for Jake Paul, the YouTuber, is sort of the whole point of this episode. If there was anything that gives me hope about this event, 
it's that it's now being reported that Triller maybe would have only done 150,000 buys for this pay-per-view, which if you take into consideration the production costs and the fighter purses and everything they have to put out to put this event on, 150K in pay-per-view buys is a real, real, real loss. And maybe that means that people don't want to see really old boxers coming back to take fights they have no business taking. If that's true, then maybe Triller would stop doing that and stop exploiting guys like Evander Holyfield, who by all accounts, I don't know, I'm not his accountant, but by by all accounts, he really needs the money. Maybe the finances of Triller not making the money they thought they were going to make by bringing him in will prevent them from doing this again, but... I had put a post in the show's Instagram, and if you're not following the show on Instagram, the link is in the description below, so you should be following it, and you should be following me, obviously. And if you're listening to the audio-only version of this, you should also check out our YouTube. But I had put a poll up asking if anyone was watching the fight, and it was like 82% of the respondents said no, which made me happy, so let's cut it out, Triller. Obviously... When we're talking about these influencer fights and these circus fights, we're going to talk about the Paul brothers. I already mentioned the Paul brothers. I will reluctantly talk about them again. But just in the last like year and a half or so, we had Jake Paul fought Nate Robinson. Jake Paul fought Ben Askren. Somewhere in the mix, you also had his brother Logan Paul fight Floyd Mayweather. Again, YouTuber fighting the greatest boxer of all time for some reason recently we had jake paul fight tyron woodley which tyron woodley i was a big fan i'll still say i'm a big fan but you let us all down by having this dude basically out of there and you come out the next round and you carry him for the whole next round and you lose the fight on the decision like what what happened why did you do that tyron woodley thing where you don't throw any punches side note tangent but we have to talk about the paul brothers because people are watching them fight and they've been doing this thing where With the exception of fighting Floyd Mayweather, which was its own separate thing, Jake Paul is fighting former UFC fighters because he thinks it gives them more of a legitimacy if he beats Ben Askren, even though every UFC fan, every MMA fan knows Ben Askren is not a boxer, Ben Askren is a wrestler. To the casual viewer, the person who maybe is a fan of Jake Paul and that's why they're watching, oh, Ben Askren was a former MMA champion and he was a former UFC fighter, like, Jake Paul must be really good. And then you fight Tyron Woodley, who it's like, oh, Jake Paul just fought a former UFC champion. Like, this guy must be really good. I think that Jake Paul is not as good as his fans or as Jake Paul thinks that he is. But what I really don't want to see happen is boxing just turns into post-UFC retirement home waiting room for old fighters to come and fight influencers to give the influencers a bit of a boost in popularity or give them some social capital or give them some social credit. For a long time, we have had Bellator taking in UFC guys who are past their prime and they do fights and it's fine because everyone's sort of on a level playing field. You might get two UFC veterans who are not at the highest level anymore, but they're both guys who were in the UFC for a long time, and now they're in Bellator, and they're at the tail end of their careers, and if they fight, then they fight. This is a different thing, though. This is, you have Tyron Woodley, who just got basically released by the UFC, and now he's, like, down fighting YouTubers, which, yeah, he's gonna make a lot of money. Like, good on you, Tyron Woodley. I can't fault you for taking a fight like that and making a ton of money, but 
That's not what I want to see happen to these UFC guys. I want to see people who fought at a high level in the UFC have a more graceful end of their career. Because right now, Tyron Woodley is chasing Jake Paul around for a rematch because he lost to Jake Paul. Like Tyron Woodley was the welterweight champion of the world and he's chasing a YouTuber for a fight. And while we're talking former UFC champions fighting each other, let's not forget about that time that Chuck and Tito fought each other in 2018. Our friend from this video, Oscar De La Hoya, promoted it, and it was not two guys on the same level playing field. Chuck is way too old to be in there, and it looked it. And like, again, circus fights, it sells. People watched it. According to DAZN, the second highest money-making boxing match ever was Conor versus Floyd. At least Conor at the time was an elite MMA fighter and a UFC champion. I mean, it was still the potential greatest of all time boxer fighting a guy making his pro boxing debut, but at least it was like more passable. It was a circus, but it wasn't a circus that made me feel bad watching it for one of the participants. Sportico made a list of the top 10 highest paid athletes from June 2020 to May of this year, and Jake Paul was reportedly just outside the top 10 and made over $20 million in boxing. So it's not like when you would see like old celebrity boxing, these one-off events like in the early 2000s, like you had fucking Screech from Saved by the Bell fighting some guy. Right now, a YouTuber is one of the highest paid athletes. Screech wasn't making $20 million for celebrity boxing on Fox or whatever it was on. We have these influencers who are making more money boxing than actual boxers. And I realize I might just be coming off as a bitter former fighter who wishes I made more money fighting than a guy who's not really a great fighter in Jake Paul. But it's a shame that that's where we are, where the circus is making more money for people than actual skill. And there are other companies that are following the Triller model a bit. Like in June of this year, there was an event called Social Gloves, where they had influencers from different platforms fighting each other. And you can make the argument that if this gets people interested in combat sports, if people who otherwise wouldn't watch boxing watch an event like this because one of their favorite influencers is fighting and they get into boxing or they get into MMA, that could be a net good thing. And I agree with that. The more people watching combat sports, the better I think that is for combat sports. It's just a bad look when these people are making more money than actual fighters. Triller is, to their credit, moving into more, you know, quote-unquote, legit boxing. They won a bid to stage the Teofima Lopez versus George Cambosos fight. It's the undisputed lightweight title. It's going to take place this fall. And Triller actually beat out Matchroom Boxing and Top Rank for the rights to the fight. That's a big deal. These aren't household name guys that are fighting, and unless you're a big boxing fan, you probably don't know who they are but it's Triller incorporating legit title fights under their banner. So maybe Triller, you know, the model was make the money off of these circus fights, move into legitimate boxing, and that can be good. We all know that boxing has its problems, so a new player, it might not be a terrible thing. With boxing, I think it would be okay to take on a devil I don't know to get rid of the two devils that I do. But as all topics do this made me think about jujitsu and it made me think about what would it look like if we mixed in some influencers some former ufc fighters 
some very, very old BJJ champs. How would that look? And first thing, we have to basically suspend disbelief for a little bit. We have to pretend that jujitsu is as easy as boxing. There's a reason all of these influencer and celebrity fights happening in boxing and not in MMA. And that's because it's a lot easier to learn to kind of throw a punch than it is to learn to grapple and to learn a very complicated sport like jiu-jitsu. You can get good at boxing way faster than you can get good at jiu-jitsu. And we know what happens when boxers fight in MMA, they lose quickly. James Tony versus Randy Couture comes to mind. Everyone on planet Earth at some point has thrown a fist knows what that's like and anyone on planet earth can potentially hit someone with a fist and do damage but not everyone on planet earth can defend a rear naked choke or defend a double leg or defend an armbar so jujitsu and boxing hard to make a good comparison there but let's just play pretend and match up people with at least some skill so let's look at some of these circus fights and draw some comparisons to what they would look like in jujitsu because i think it will be fun Evander Holyfield is a really old boxer, so let's pick an old jiu-jitsu guy. You could look at Hickson, who's actually four years older than Holyfield, or someone like Henzo, or Jean-Jacques Machado, who, Jean-Jacques Machado, please come on the show. Such a fan. I sent you a bunch of messages. Just come on the show. But as an opponent, Belfour is well past his prime and an MMA fighter, so like... BJ Penn versus any of those guys I just said I'd actually really be excited to watch. BJ Penn had that whole thing with the Gracies and fights with Henzo and stuff. I think that would be a lot of fun. BJ Penn versus Hickson, I'm still going to watch that. That would be a lot of fun. I mean, I've talked on this show before about how much I really, really, really want BJ Penn to get back into grappling. I think it would be a great time. Uh, any of those old guys I just said, I think BJ Penn would beat, but it would still be fun. For old UFC fighter, Ken Shamrock is actually way older than Vitor Belfort, but still you could put him, Ken Shamrock versus Hickson. That's a fun match. I think Hickson wins. Give me, give me Ken Shamrock versus Henzo. I think that might turn into an MMA fight during a jiu-jitsu match. I think Henzo would win, but you can't tell me Ken Shamrock wouldn't be into that. So there's options there for a really old jiu-jitsu competitor versus a former UFC champ. Logan Paul versus Floyd. You know, Floyd is potentially the greatest of all time. So we'll slide in Gordon Ryan versus a YouTuber because that's what Logan Paul is. I'm going to rule me out as an option here, despite the fact that I'd love to see if I could survive for like 20 to 30 seconds against Gordon Ryan. But I don't think anybody wants to see that. And I don't think Gordon Ryan is really going to waste his time with me, but that would be a lot of fun for me. Bernardo Faria, we could consider a YouTuber since he does so much video content, or maybe Chewy, our buddy Chewy from the Jiu-Jitsu show. Chewy versus Gordon Ryan, the greatest of all time versus a YouTuber. I think that would be fun. I think Gordon Ryan would, uh, no disrespect Chewy, I love Chewy, but I don't think he would uh, do so hot against Gordon Ryan but it's Gordon Ryan. No one would do so hot. Jake Paul versus Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley. So we've got a YouTuber versus recently retired UFC fighter. The biggest YouTuber in the world is PewDiePie. He probably weighs like 150 pounds soaking wet. Uh, Henry Cejudo 
is recently retired. Maybe we could grab him as a former UFC fighter or maybe someone not so grappling heavy. Like it would be like, you know, I mean, PewDiePie is not gonna get good at jujitsu no matter how long he trains. Maybe Paul Felder recently retired. Again, Paul Felder come on the show, big fan. If we give PewDiePie a year of hardcore training and we don't let Paul Felder train at all, that could be a fun match, YouTuber versus former UFC fighter. So we had Tito versus Anderson Silva, both former UFC champs, as previously stated. BJ Penn, please compete in jiu-jitsu, former UFC champ. Let's get BJ versus Khabib. Given what BJ has had to say about Khabib not being that great for never going up in weight and not having jiu-jitsu, I'd want to see that match. I don't want to see BJ Penn fight Khabib in an MMA fight because BJ's taken enough damage in his life, but pure dominant wrestler versus high-level jiu-jitsu, let BJ fight off his back. And you can save the GSP versus BJ comments because GSP was on top of BJ in that second fight in an MMA fight. You mix in the strikes, things are a lot different. Pure grappling match. I'm a big BJ fan, so I'll pick BJ reluctantly. Or, you know, even though he's not a UFC champ, he's still an MMA legend. Let me get Shinya Aoki a jiu-jitsu match. BJ Penn versus Shinya Aoki, the fight that we always wanted in MMA that we never got. Let's see these guys in a grappling match. Shinya Aoki has that really weird, unconventional style and BJ's more traditional. It'd be a lot of fun. Two former champs, make it happen. I was campaigning for a long time for me versus Izzy, a YouTuber versus UFC champ. It didn't happen. I gave up on my non-trolling pursuits of Izzy. Still pulling for me versus Sugar Sean O'Malley. Uh, again, not trolling, but Sugar Sean, I don't think you can pass my guard. Let's find out. Probably too busy for someone like me. I get it. But when you see, when you make these kind of matchups, it would be more fun in jiu-jitsu because no one would be getting hurt, especially the really old guys. But it's sort of silly. Some of the matchups I just mentioned are stupid and don't make any sense. But for some reason, we're doing it in boxing. And we're getting these guys more and more damage. You're bringing old people in to just get beat up. It's silly. It doesn't need to happen. Let's do it in jiu-jitsu. Uncle Chael. Flow Grappling, somebody who puts these promotions on, make it happen, get BJ Penn a match. So in conclusion, I don't want to see circus fights anymore, especially when it's really old fighters. Age is a problem for guys getting in there and taking damage. I don't need to see it. If you want to do these influencers, let them fight each other. If we're going to have to deal with the Paul brothers because they seem to be the most talented of the YouTubers and they're, you know, the ones being the big draws right now, please let someone who's a legitimate boxer fight Jake Paul. Tommy Fury is Tyson Fury's younger brother. Just go out there and beat the hell out of Jake Paul and just be done with it. If you want to have influencers fight influencers, that's fine. Celebrity boxing was a thing. It can still be a thing for a modern celebrity with influencers being considered modern celebrities, but no more circus fights. Let's do fun jiu-jitsu matchups. Let's do fun matches where we didn't get it in the UFC, but we've wanted it for so long, but now we can get BJ Penn versus Shinya Aoki. A fun jiu-jitsu matchup isn't a circus fight. It's not a gimmick. It's just guys who are good at jiu-jitsu. I don't actually need to see Paul Felder beat PewDiePie. 
No one needs to see it. If we're gonna do these crazy matchups, if we're gonna do these crazy matchups, do it in jiu-jitsu. I hope you enjoyed me ranting about the circus fights and why I don't like them. Don't forget to check out Epic Roll and get 15% off at epicrollbjj.com with the coupon code PODCAST15. Give them a follow on Instagram as well, at epicrollbjj. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever app you use to listen to the show. It really helps us out. And since you want to help us out, why not tell your friends? And if you really, really, really want to help us out, the link is below to our Patreon where you can get tons of bonus content every month from us for as little as $3 a month. Your support there really helps us out and helps us put out as much content as possible for you guys. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us on Patreon. That could be you. Thanks, everybody. I will see you in the next episode. 